The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to Matthew, glory to you, Lord Christ. Now, when Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem saying, where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we saw his star at its rising and have come to worship him. And when Herod the king heard this, he was troubled in all Jerusalem with him. And he assembled all the chief priests and the scribes and inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. And they said, in Bethlehem in Judea, for so it is written in the prophet, and you, O Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah, for from you shall come a ruler who shall shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod summoned the Magi secretly and ascertained from them at what time the star had risen. And then he sent them to Bethlehem, saying, go and search diligently for the child. And when you find him, bring word to me that I too may come and worship him. And after listening to the king, they went their way. And behold, the star they had seen at its rising went before them until it rested over the place where the child was. And entering the house, they saw the child. And, they, and they when they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. And entering the house, they found the child with mother, his mother Mary. And they fell down and worshiped him. And opening their treasures, they offered him gifts, gold and frankincense and myrrh. And being warned in a vision not to return to Herod, they departed for their own country a different way. And this is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. What does it mean to be drawn closer to Jesus? What does it mean to be drawn closer and closer to Jesus? There Leah sat at Starbucks with me with tears, explaining to me what had happened since her dramatic conversion only a few months earlier. This bright young agnostic she had felt drawn to examine Christianity at our church. One Sunday, I had invited people to accept Jesus, and she had felt an overwhelming draw to walk to the front of the church and ask Jesus to be her Lord and Savior. Over the next few months, she had felt drawn more and more into a continuing life of discipleship to Jesus. And the Lord had been empowering her to make some big changes in her life, bit by bit. And among other things, Leah had begun telling the man that she'd been living with for three years, the love of her life, that she wanted to get married. After weeks of him saying that he just wasn't ready, just the night before our coffee, she had told him that she would wait for him till he was ready, but that she could no longer by conscience live with him until they got married. And he had immediately stood up, told her it was over, and walked out. There Leah sat with tears, and we prayed together, and then she vanished from the parish. She'd moved away, she changed her number, she was gone.
What does it mean to be drawn closer to Jesus? See, Jesus makes this audacious claim that he has got to draw on each and every person on this planet. A draw. In John chapter 12, verse 32, Jesus says these words. He says, and I, when I am lifted up, will draw all people to myself. What he's saying is that the draw that he has on a human life is enormous. It's far-reaching. And it is so powerful. It's on every heart. Isn't it amazing when you see the draw that a single person can have on other people? We saw this yesterday watching the Dallas Stars play the Edmonton Oilers. (laughs) Connor McDavid is an oiler, and he is considered by many to be the best hockey player since Wayne Gretzky. And every time that he stepped on the ice yesterday, he drew every Dallas Stars defenseman right on top of him. And they shut him down. He could do nothing. The best player in the league could do nothing because of the draw that he had. He touched the ice and everyone was on him. And that's why we won five to one. (laughs) But it was amazing. The Gretzky comparison, Wayne Gretzky was there yesterday in the arena. His face came up on the jumbotron. Monica and I start losing our minds. Wayne Gretzky is in the building. To which our kids who were with us said, who is Wayne Gretzky? At which point I wanted to say, give me your passports. You have forgotten the country of your birth. But that draw, you could see it. But for Jesus, this draw becomes universal, this draw that he has on human lives. Matthew, the tax collector, who writes this, he knows the draw of Jesus, the draw that he has on a human life. In his own little biography of his conversion, Matthew, the tax collector, says in chapter 9, verse 9, as Jesus passed on from there, he saw a man called Matthew sitting at the tax booth, and Jesus said to him, follow me, and Matthew rose and followed him. That's draw. That kind of pull and draw on a human life. In this epiphany text we're looking at in Matthew chapter 2, this is a text about people being drawn to Jesus. And we see in this text in Matthew chapter 2, if you're following along with me, Matthew chapter 2, we see three things. We see Jesus' draw reaches, Jesus' draw reforms, and Jesus' draw rejoices the heart. Jesus' draw reaches, it reforms, and it rejoices the heart. What does it mean to be drawn closer to Jesus? Well, first, Jesus' draw reaches, and it reaches far. It reaches to the ends of the earth. Verse 1, our text begins with Matthew surprised. He says, now after Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, magi, magi. 
We sometimes translate it as wise men or three kings, but magi is the word. And the word magi can encapsulate all of that. They were wise. They could have been rulers. We don't know. But these were learned men who'd been studying the stars and studying the world. They were scientists. They were astrologists. But Matthew's key point is they were Gentiles. These are non-Jewish, brilliant men who were in Jerusalem looking for the king of the Jews. Why are Gentiles here? Because they were drawn. They were drawn there by the baby. See, verse 2 explains the draw. They say, where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. Now, in their studies... Something had happened in the sky. We don't know what it was. Was it that there was a new star that rose? Was it that a star was doing something weird? Or was it a sighting that was actually recorded in the 7th century of B.C.? 7 B.C., where Jupiter aligned with Saturn within the sign of the fishes. Now, Jupiter, for astrologers, represented the universe, Saturn represented Palestine, and the sign of the fishes represented the last days. And so for astrologers in that day, this could mean nothing other than the ruler of the universe had been born in Palestine to usher in the last days. But we don't know. Matthew doesn't spell it out. Maybe Matthew's point is he simply wants to say, listen, here's the point. These Gentiles were drawn These brilliant, brilliant men were drawn to Jesus. His draw has that kind of reach. I found a note a number of years ago. It's one of my prized possessions that one of my daughters had just left lying around the house. And I knew it was her because she'd signed it. And she says this. This is is what she said. She says, dear, she's six years old. She says, dear someone in the world... I want to show you that God is always with you and he loves you very much. Signed, Sophie Jane Donison. Six years old. I mean, that's, that's a worldview of reach. Dear someone in the world, I want you to know that God is always with you and he loves you very much. That's a view of the, of the world that says God has a reach into every human heart. And I want the world to know this reach that he has on every human heart. And now that little note lives in my Bible as a reminder of this reach that Jesus has on all human life. Jesus draw reaches. Who in your life or what part of your life do you think is beyond Jesus' reach, is beyond his draw? The Magi would want to say, think again. You see, Jesus draw not only reaches, but also Jesus draw reforms. What does it mean to be drawn closer to Jesus? His draw reforms us. It makes changes in our lives. In this text, we see conflict emerge immediately for these magi. Not only have they traveled a long distance, but when they come to Jerusalem, verse 3 says, when Herod the king heard this, he was troubled. 
and all Jerusalem with him. The word troubled here is a stronger word. It means turmoil. It means anxiety. It means everything got churned up by these magi showing up looking for the king of the Jews. You see, Herod was Caesar's puppet, pretender Jewish king. And of course, he would be threatened if the true king of the Jews was to show up. You see, the draw that Jesus has on a human life will turn up conflict because he comes to transform us. He comes to change us. He comes to not leave us as we are. You see, if Christianity is true, it has a claim on our lives. If Christianity is true, it has an opinion about our lives and our future. A number of years ago, when we were living in Ottawa still, I was invited onto a panel at the National Arts Center. The National Arts Center, this big government-funded performing arts center, uh, there was this play being done, and it had subject, the subject of faith in it. So they decided maybe they should get a priest to come and sit on the discussion panel. And so I sat on this discussion panel, and you know how these things go. You get a very certain crowd of people who will come midday to discuss the play. And so I'm sitting there, I'm thinking, Lord, use this moment. And so I, I, I brought it back again and again to the gospel. And after a few minutes, by God's grace, I was able to actually give a full gospel very small but full gospel articulation that said, you know, if I for one, when I look at this play, I'm reminded that the core of this is that Jesus came into the world, this is God become flesh, came to save us, came to bear our sins, to die on the cross, raised from the dead so that we could live with God. And I mean, you could have heard a pin drop in the room after I said that, in this highly secular audience. And then one of these uh, attendees said, with the most pretentious sounding voice. Do you honestly believe this? And I said, yes, actually I do. And they said, well, that is interesting. <laughs> I, I totally wrecked the panel that day. I mean, they were furious. They never invited me back. But what this man, in all the smugness and all the pretension, what he was struggling with, and I could see in his eyes, was the struggle that every human life has as the draw of Christ comes upon them. Because if this is true, it's going to change us. The great offense of Christianity is the consequences of if it's true. If it's true, it means everything must change. Everything must be reformed. I love how in Luke chapter 5, when Jesus meets Simon Peter, and Peter's beginning to understand that he's dealing with more than just a carpenter, there's something about this man. Maybe, in fact, he even is the Messiah. Peter's reaction, he says, Depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. For he and all who were with him were astonished at the catch of fish that had taken place. And so also were James and John, sons of Zebedee, who were partners with Simon. And Jesus said to Simon, do not be afraid. From now on, you will be catching men. I mean, the encounter we have with Jesus, 
this draw he has on our life can do nothing but begin to reform us, to change us. And it can hurt. It can really hurt. As reformation takes place in our hearts and our lives, it can hurt, but it's for our good. As C.S. Lewis once wrote, he said, the real son of God is at your side. He is beginning to turn you into the same kind of thing as himself. He is beginning, so to speak, to inject his kind of life and thought, his life into you. Beginning to turn the tin soldier into a live man. The part of you that does not like it is the part that is still tin. Verse 12 of our text, it says that after they are drawn to Jesus, that being warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they departed to their own country by another way. They had a course correction. Their way is different. Their life is different. They go a different way. God has given them a new direction in their lives because of the draw of this child. Do you feel Jesus' draw reforming you bit by bit? What does it mean to be drawn closer to Jesus? Jesus' draw not only reaches, it reforms. But finally, Jesus' draw also rejoices the heart. Rejoices the heart because the draw is to himself. He's drawing us to him. This is where the joy comes from. Verse 10 of our text when they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. And going into the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they fell down and worshipped him. Rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. And they worshipped. Not only had they reached their goal, how much, who knows how long this journey had been. They finally found the baby they've been longing for. But this joy not only came in the completion of this journey, but it came because they met the source of this draw on their hearts. They met him, the one who'd been drawing them, the one who'd been pulling them to himself. Have you ever wondered why God draws people to himself? Why he does this? Why he builds churches around the world to spread the gospel and tell the good news and draw people to himself. Why does God do this? To bring us home. He does it to bring us home. To bring us to him. I love back in Genesis chapter 3. It's a little moment in the midst of the fall, the moment when Adam and Eve are turning away from God and saying they want to do it their own way and they reject God and sin and death comes on the scene. But there's a moment there in Genesis 3 verse 8 where we read these words, and Adam and Eve heard the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. They heard the footsteps of God. In other words, the world that Adam and Eve were made into, the people that they were made to be, were to be people that knew God personally, that walked with God, that could literally hear his footsteps in the garden. And this is what was lost 
in our sin, our experience of God, our knowledge of God, our life with God, our proximity to God, our hearts have been longing for it. Every human heart that's born in this world is longing to be drawn home to God because that's what we were made for, that kind of fellowship, that kind of communion. I know it's the most overquoted Augustine quote, but I'll say it again. Thou hast made us for thyself, O God, and our hearts are restless till they find their rest in thee. And this is where the joy comes from. They've been drawn to him. They've been drawn home. Do you know one person, I, can, I can't find the quote. If you can find it for me, I will give you some maple syrup. <laughs> there is a quote somewhere that says joy is the experience of knowing I'm home. Joy is the experience of knowing I'm home. And this is what the Magi experience. They've been drawn to him. Not only does Jesus draw reach, not only does Jesus draw reform and change our lives, but Jesus draw rejoices our hearts because we're drawn to him. And this draw had a cost. To make this draw possible, to bring us home there was a cost. Remember I quoted John chapter 12, verse 32. Jesus said, and I, when I am lifted up, will draw all people to myself. It's a double metaphor, that language of lifting up. In one sense, when I'm lifted up, when I'm ascended into heaven, when I'm on my throne, I will draw all people to myself. But it also means when I am lifted up on the cross, as I am lifted up on Calvary, and I am nailed to that wooden cross to bear your sins and the sins of the whole world, in that moment, in that act, I will draw you all to me. And there is the joy to know not only that I have been drawn to him, drawn home, but that that draw cost him everything for me. What does it mean to be drawn closer to Jesus? Jesus' draw reaches to the ends of the earth Jesus' draw reforms, it changes us, and Jesus' draw rejoices the heart. He's drawing you and me and this whole world now. Can you feel it? In a moment, he will be drawing us to his table. He'll be drawing us afresh on this Lord's day to himself, saying, come, to me, all you who are wearied and heavy laden, and I will give you rest at this table. So come, come and receive, come for a blessing, but come, give in to the draw of the Christ child. What does it mean to be drawn closer to Jesus? There sat Leah with tears, explaining to me what had happened since her dramatic conversion a few months earlier. She'd been drawn to examine Christianity, drawn to ask Jesus to be her Lord and Savior, drawn more and more into a life of discipleship. And her live-in boyfriend, who wasn't ready for marriage, she had said she would wait for him to be ready 
but they could no longer live together until they got married, and he had immediately stood up, told her it was over, and walked out. She'd vanished from the parish. And four years later, I looked out over the congregation, and there Leah sat with tears. After the service, she introduced me to Tom, a young Christian man she'd met while away and asked if I would officiate at their wedding. During marriage prep, I asked Leah, I said, how can you reconcile all that happened? And there in my office, Leah sat with tears and said, it all began when Jesus drew me to faith that Sunday morning walking down that aisle. But he kept drawing me closer and closer to him. And some of it really, really hurt. But it was for my good, I see. I now know joy that I would never have known had I resisted his draw as a disciple. What does it mean to be drawn closer to Jesus today for you? In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.